Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Welcome to Behind the Clubhouse Door. This podcast presented by High Caliber Millwrights. The first thing I would take away is that this city is ready for baseball and it's ready for another major uh, team and its fans are too and the community is ready and everybody is so fired up and asking how they can help how they can be a part of it and so that has been really really fun uh, to be around and we just think that Portland is the next best place for a major league baseball team and we're just putting our heads down and doing everything possible that we can to be ready for when that does happen and put ourselves in the best position possible. That's Jen Burley, social media manager of the Portland Diamond Project, talking about her job as it pertains to the project and why she feels baseball's ready to come to Portland. And now, here's Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project, part of the ThatCast Network. Welcome Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project with host Billy Gates, a production of ThatCast Network. And welcome to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and today we have the social media manager of Portland Diamond Project, Jen Burley, with us. Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hi, Billy. Thanks for having me. Full disclosure, Jen and I did used to work together uh, at the Oregon and Oregon Live. We covered high school sports together. Just been a been a friend since then, and it's been really cool to uh, see you kind of flourish in your new role with the Portland Diamond Project. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, this is fun. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. So um, the past uh, podcast, I've kind of started up the guests with, with the, their... Um, what is your baseball story kind of question? I mean, obviously, Craig Cheek had... A tremendous <laughs> baseball story. Man, talking with him, him and Mike both did obviously Darwin uh, with his professional career. What's your baseball story, Jen? Yeah, well, mine's definitely not going to um, compare to Craig's, <laughs> but um, it's funny. I actually grew up in a football family. My dad uh, coached in California, and that's what brought us up to Portland. He coached at Portland State. Um, I was actually due the same day of his first head coaching job. So, um, that was kind of interesting, but he actually played baseball in college at St. Mary's in Moraga. Um, so I kind of always grew up around the game that way. Uh, my parents both grew up in the Bay Area, so they were huge A's fans, and they were good back then, too. <laughs> They're good now, but they, <laughs> yeah, they had a big too. hot streak. I think they won three championships in a short while while they were there. Uh, but yeah, I grew up kind of playing everything, played a little bit of softball. Um, before switching to indoor sports, basketball and volleyball. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just always have been a fan of the game and love going to games and uh, love sitting in the stands. And we'll go visit my siblings in San Francisco to AT&T Park when I can. Um, been to the uh, new Yankee Stadium. Saw my probably my favorite baseball story there is uh, I went to a Yankees Red Sox game in the um, new stadium and went to I believe 14 or 15 innings and A Rod hit a walk off. Uh, so that was that was cool. We were sitting a couple rows behind the third baseline. So that was really fun. 
<laughs> that would have been awesome to see. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, whenever I go to baseball games uh, up at Seattle, obviously, it's, it's, the, it's the other team hitting walk-off home runs. <laughs> I remember I was in college, and I went up to a, a Seattle and a Boston game. And my roommate at the time was a huge Red Sox fan. And so we just, the whole ride up there, we were just yeah, kind of chirping at each other. Uh, you know, just doing doing that little friendly banter, if you will. And it was the ninth inning. And I, I guess this isn't a walk-off, but it was a go-ahead home run. Uh, in, in the ninth inning, J.J. Putz was throwing for the Mariners. You know, say what you will about that guy. But he was good that season. <laughs> um, Manny Ramirez had to play. Bases are loaded. Uh, Mariners are up by three. Puts three three fastballs, blows them all past Manny Ramirez. Just and and at the time he was probably the Red Sox best hitter. And so I'm thinking like, yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna finish this game out right here. You know, I'm gonna start talking trash to my buddy like the entire ride home. This is gonna be great. And then Trot Nixon hit a grand slam. Um, the next pitch, actually, uh, I had, didn't have a chance to open my mouth to my buddy. Um, and then the Red Sox end up winning that game by one. I was yeah. like, huh, oh, hmm, It great. ain't over till it's over. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and of course with the Mariners, it's, it's already over. It's really over. never it's, over. <laughs> it's already over. Um, but, uh, no, um, but anyway, uh, with your job as a social media manager of, Por- of the Portland Diamond Project, I mean, first of all, I mean, other than like, you know, gainful employment, I mean, how cool has this job been for you? It's been amazing. It's uh, different than what I've been doing the past since I graduated college. Um, I've been working in the media, uh, but as a reporter uh, at NBC Sports Northwest and at the Oregonian, and I'm still doing media, but kind of on the inside, looking on in the inside instead of the outside and asking questions. you know, we kind of look at this like a campaign, and uh, it's been really fun. It's been awesome to interact with fans and see the excitement built up around this project, and that's been really encouraging every day. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, with social media, you get all that good stuff, but you also get like the trolls and all that, all that stuff that that goes with you know, something as 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 big as is and as impactful. Um, as as a campaign of this you know magnitude, uh, when, when you when you see all the interaction on social media, I mean, what have what have you been able to kind of take away from you know all of those interactions, whether it be good or bad? I mean, what have you been able to like kind of distill and then share with the with the um, you know, rest of the group as to like where do you go from here? Yeah, I'm the first thing I would take away is that this city is ready for baseball and it's ready for another major. Uh, team and its fans are too and the community is ready and everybody is so fired up and asking how they can help how they can be a part of it and so that has been really really fun uh, to be around and yeah we just think that Portland is the next best place for a major league baseball team and we're just putting our heads down and doing everything possible that we can to be ready for when that does happen and put ourselves in the best position possible. And when the news of the land acquisition broke, uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks since, um, since, you know, since we're recording now, um, the social media reaction to that, I mean, obviously you probably just had to put the phone down for a little bit um, after they made the announcement. I mean, just kind of take me through that day and your guys' um, approach to social media 
as the announcement's been made and then, you know, the next 24 hours after that. Yeah, I couldn't put my phone down. It was burning. <laughs> it was it was wild. Uh, there were a group of us um, from the project together and, you know, we had to make sure that our website was all ready to go out with the tweets and, you know, I'd put together 10 in a row just, you know, with each rendering um, with different statements from our release. And it was a huge adrenaline rush. <laughs> I would have compared it to like breaking a huge story, something like that. And so that was really, really exciting. And, you know, the way that it was received, I, we we knew it was going to be big, but it was even bigger than that. And that was awesome. It just blew up. It felt like all the Portland airwaves just kind of stopped on the radio and um, everybody was focused on that for that day and the next day after that. And, you know, and we've just, it, the momentum has continued to grow since then. That was a huge, huge day for us. And it was really exciting to finally be able to put that out there and to be able to share that with everybody. You know, we had been getting questions about it nonstop. So to finally be able to put that out there was a great feeling. Yeah, and I mean, after talking with you know Mike for the first one, and then Craig, and then Darwin, um, those that's been kind of the the stuff they've been telling me. It's like everybody's been you know hammering us and hassling us about you know when are you guys gonna make a land an announcement and all this stuff. And you know when when Craig told me it would be after the World Series, I was thinking, okay, that's cool. And then you know time went by a little bit, and <laughs> I like I know that all this stuff takes forever to try to you know get everything in the right spot. And I wish uh, the general public, for the most part, got that. Um, yeah. And obviously, that's kind of the stuff you on social media, too. Like, people that are saying, like, oh, you're not going to do this. All you want to do is sell T-shirts and, like, all, all, all this stuff. I mean. Literally the last pitch of the World Series, the last out, my phone just started blowing up. And I was like, what just happened? And then everyone's <laughs> like, all right, World Series is over. We're ready. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And we've just been, you know, we want to be aggressive, but we want to be cautious too. We, you know, know how valuable this time is for us and how big of a project this is. And um, so we're being cautious, but we're being aggressive too. And, you know, just keeping that in mind. And, you know, we feel like we have one shot at this and now is the right time. And so we just, um, we appreciate every, everyone understanding that as well. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and, 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 and of course the internet always understands, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta keep all your ducks in a row there. So, um, this will be the end of the first segment of our show. We'll come back, uh, with more from Jen because she's right here in front of me and we're going to talk some more, uh, here on behind the clubhouse door, part of the that cast network. Come on back. This podcast is presented by High Caliber Millwrights. When you want a job done right, turn to High Caliber. Expertise, versatility, and collaboration. Use High Caliber today for all of your machinery jobs done right. Visit HighCaliberNW.com. Want to grow your money and avoid pitfalls in financial planning? Check out Chuck Price and Investing Simplified. Find it and other shows on the ThatCast Network. ThatCast.com There's no crying in baseball. Promise, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to ThatCast.com to see our growing lineup of shows. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project, part of the ThatCast Network. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and we're still here with Jen Burley, the social media manager of the Portland Diamond Project. So I want to spend some you know, some more time talking about the land acquisition announcement because that's that's been the biggest kind of you know news item for the for the group you know recently. Um, you know, when you're going through the process of getting everything together, um, all the renderings, all the information, all that stuff. I mean that that's a pretty big undertaking. I mean, from fr- from your standpoint, I mean, how, how did you just kind of go about doing all of that? Yeah, exactly. Well, with the renderings, we chose eight. And initially, I think we were going to choose somewhere between two and four to put out there. And we landed on eight. And uh, there are so many renderings. <laughs> so it was hard to choose. And we're excited to be able to share more with everybody as well. But uh, those were the eight that we thought were the best uh, for what we were announcing at that time. And uh, th- there'll be more to come. And yeah, it, it wasn't easy, though. I mean, there was one photo where we spent about two and a half hours on. It was like, should we le- release this one or not? So uh, that was interesting. And, you know, we wanted to make sure... Uh, and give the city a heads up that we were doing this as well. We had already always targeted that day. I think it was the 28th. Um, but for all the pieces to kind of fall into place and to make sure that we actually went through with it on that date, it was a lot of work. And I give Craig and Mike and the rest of the team a lot of credit and uh, for getting that all done. And, you know, I think it came out really well. Yeah, and, and it's it's crazy how much you know, strategy goes in to – I mean, essentially posting a picture on social media. I mean, you said you guys spent, you know, two hours on, you know, should we release this rendering or should we do this one? A lot of people don't realize that, that that's the kind of like attention to detail and, and the um, kind of the uh, strategic positioning of a big campaign like this. Um, yeah, exactly. It goes through a lot of, yeah, it, like it takes a long time. Yeah, and the, and the first photo that we put up there, you know, we wanted to make sure that you could um, see the retractable roof and just, you know, get a good landscape of where it is in Portland. And, you know, we just want to make sure that everybody kind of outside of Oregon even could kind of tell where T2 is located and, uh, be able to grasp. But even, even though we released those, everyone's like, where's the roof? There should be a roof. And we're like, it's right there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the bike (laughs) tailgating photos, um, really interesting and the gondola we've gotten so many questions about that <laughs> so uh that's that's been kind of a kick so yeah it, it went really well and it was such an exciting day for us and you know we knew it was going to be picked up nationally which it was and uh it was great timing for us too right before winter meetings yeah and i, I all i could think of with the gondola photo was that scene <laughs> in Willy Wonka where they're going off <laughs> Right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this would be great. Um, We we anticipate a a young crowd and we want younger people and we want everybody at our games. But we, you know, Portland is a young, youthful city. And, you know, we think that people are going to want to be moving around at the ballpark and not sit in their seat for the entire nine innings. So um, we just wanted to make it interactive and fun for fans. And that was a really creative way to do so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I love baseball. I grew up. I grew up living and breathing baseball and I can't even sit down for a full nine innings. Like I have to get up and move around and like, you know, 
go go do something. Exactly. Like I can't even do it, and I've and I love baseball. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine somebody who's just maybe a casual fan going out to a game for a first time or something. I couldn't imagine them just you know being chained to a stadium seat for nine innings. You gotta gotta give them something to do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And you know with the our ballpark and the neighborhood that it's around, it, it's not just going to be a ballpark. And so we just want that whole day experience to be really fun for fans. Uh, and visitors and locals and uh, just having a whole entertainment area that people can go and hang out and go to a fun restaurant, walk the boardwalk, you know, take a water taxi over. Just a fun way to explore Portland in a new neighborhood um, before and after the game. A water taxi. <laughs> awesome. Yes, that has been Seriously, no, yeah, that, that is that, that is. Oh man, that 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 gets Wouldn't me. Wouldn't that be fun on a summer pumped. day? Seriously, right? Like, I'm gonna take the water taxi. Yeah, no, like like when when this game. was all getting started, um, I remember driving back from Walker Stadium. We'd played um, our our Lincoln High School team. We had played some games over there, and I was driving back with one of the coaches. And like as this was you know starting to pick up steam and things like that, we were thinking it's like wouldn't it be cool to like you know. Play, play our game like early or mid-afternoon, like a four or five o'clock game and be ready to go to the ballpark for a pro game at like a seven o'clock start right. as yeah. we're, as we're driving West into the setting sun um, on, on 26. And like, it was just like, wow, like this would be the perfect time for a baseball game because fall or not my falls are pretty wet here, but springs and summers here are really hard to beat. They're fantastic. And you know, it was important for us to get a retractable roof, but also, um, we've found out that Portland out of all, um, major league baseball cities, we have the sixth least amount of rain during the baseball season. And so we have great weather here during the major league baseball season. And that's going to be really fun and add another fun element, um, for our ballpark and for our fans experience. Yeah. That's, that was the stat that Mike pointed to, um, a couple of times. And when we talked, he's like, yeah, I mean, we want to have that roof just for, you know, game certainty. Like, cause when you try to reschedule one game in 162 games, that's, that's a chore. Like that's just, might as well circumvent that entirely by by putting a roof on and in the case of a you know stray shower that comes through <laughs> you're able to get a roof on you're able to still play the game exactly um and then things things are great because yeah. baseball and it's great that it's a clear roof too that you can see mount hood from it so it's not going to block your view of beautiful downtown and the surroundings that is so pretty that's a cool. really cool aspect yeah yeah that's kind of like what the, the la rams are doing with their new stadium in inglewood in they've got the clear clear roof let the natural light in during the daytime mm-hmm. that's awesome well um as far as um anything else like can you can you kind of give us <laughs> like maybe maybe a little sneak peek of maybe what's uh what, what's on the horizon for you guys uh you know uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> uh, there's a lot, but, you know, we, we are coming off of a great week at winter meetings. Mike Barrett and Craig both went to Vegas and uh, ran into all the right people, had dinner with the right people and, you know, had discussions. And um, so that was really exciting for us to be there as a potential expansion city and have a group that was actually uh, present at the winter meetings. So that was really, really big for us. And, uh, right now we're also just working with the city. We're working with the mayor, uh, to start discuss, have preliminary discussions about, 
um, you know, infrastructure and transportation and how, you know, creating and building a good relationship with the city and with politicians uh, so that we can work well together in the future. Um, there will be, there's more announcements to come, but I'm not at liberty to say exactly what, but uh, stay tuned <laughs> after the new year. Um, and yeah, some some exciting things coming up for sure. Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting um, seeing uh, Mike Barrett's social media posts from the winter meetings. I, I thought to myself, I was like, it makes a ton of sense why they're there. Um, and in, in his social media takeover, in Mike's takeover, yes. I saw somebody um, ask why they were at the winter meetings and, and, said, and Mike's response was meetings. just perfect. <laughs> meetings. I typed that for him. Yeah. Don't, don't tell Mike, but I type all of his, he tells me what to write and I, we sit next to each other at a Starbucks and do that together. But yeah, they, they went to meetings and you know, it was great that we were there and I, they say, I mean, I've heard that about, you know, 90% of the dealings that goes on in major league baseball happens it's at winter meetings. So that was really important that we were there and I don't think there was there were any other groups like us there. I think we were the only one. So that from what I know, uh, that's exciting. That's big for Portland. It shows that we're serious about this, and uh, we're ready. So I think uh, Jerry Depoto might have skewed that ninety that ninety percent <laughs> mark. Um, Maybe after after his. Um, his foray into yeah. uh, trades and such, blowing up the Mariners there right before the winter <laughs> meetings, um, yeah. and then and then you know the, the the subsequent deals after that. But that's a different story for a different yeah. day. It so, was exciting though. Yeah. I'll, I'll add one more thing. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, one thing that uh, Mike and I talked about too this week is that anybody who came up to Mike and Craig at the winter meetings, they didn't need an introduction. They knew exactly who we were. They knew exactly what we were doing. They'd been following our stuff and. Um, you know, so we belong there and we didn't have to act like we need, you know, so it, that was a big deal for us. Yeah. You, too. you guys weren't the little kids in the corner screaming, me, me, no, me, look exactly. over here. Everybody right? yeah. knew what was going on. So yes. that, that was fun. That's, that's exciting to hear. Well, we'll cut the second segment there. We'll come back with segment number three after these words. This has been the behind the clubhouse door podcast part of that cast network and we'll be back after this this podcast is presented by high caliber millwrights when you want a job done right turn to high caliber expertise versatility and collaboration use high caliber today for all of your machinery jobs done right visit highcalibernw.com anna Kinzano hosts that expert show the show you help run Hear the top experts on a variety of topics interviewed by a top journalist. Find That Expert Show and other shows on the ThatCast Network. Visit ThatCast.com. There's no crying in baseball. Promise, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to ThatCast.com to see our growing lineup of shows. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. I'm your host, Billy Gates, still here with Jen Burley. Third third segment of the show. Thanks for sticking around, Jen. Of course. Happy Appreciate. to be here. Yes. That's what I like <laughs> to hear. That's what I like to hear. Uh, so with everything that's been going on with the project, um, I believe it was last weekend, uh, the uh, group opened up a little, a little uh, storefront. 
Yes. Uh, here next to next to Providence store. Park. Yeah. Pop up retail store. It was last Saturday. Mm. We had our grand opening, and it's been fantastic. And that's right next to Providence Park. I believe the address is 1919 Morris, Southwest, Southwest Morrison. Morrison. Right? We are open Wednesday through Sunday from noon to 7. So if you have any last-minute Christmas shopping to do, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> they got a bunch of cool new stuff. I, for one, am a big fan of the hoodie, the blue hoodie with the white lettering. I think that's awesome. Yes, and Looks we really just sharp. got a black hoodie with white lettering, too. So now you can take your pick <laughs> all all the colors available um down at the pop-up store uh which used to be a timber store it was a temporary timber <clears throat> store right. while they were doing construction uh so yeah and now now we get to call it home yeah so come down see the construction at providence park and get yourself some merch of course yes uh we <laughs> it's been really fun and you know it's not just a place where we're selling merchandise it's you know a place for, where the community can come and engage and ask questions about the project. Um, we have a lot of artifacts from the history of Portland baseball, which there is a lot, uh, which maybe a lot of people maybe don't realize, whether that be the Mavericks or the Beavers. Um, we also have a massive, massive petition that covers an entire wall of our store that um, for Commissioner Manfred that people are signing and we want to hand deliver it to him sometime this spring. So that's been really fun to us too. For us too, we uh, want to get 50,000 signatures and so we're working on that and uh, we've got a good chunk so far. So you kind of read my mind. That was where <laughs> I wanted to go. Uh, that that giant you know petition yes. wall. Have you signed it yet? I haven't. Oh, I need to. I need to. Before you leave. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the wife and I we were going to come down on Saturday, but then we just life happened and we didn't make it down. I know what an excuse, right? Yeah, but. it was fun. We had Woodmere Brewing here, and we were giving out free popcorn and. Uh, Darwin was here taking photos with fans and another one of our walls it's a it's um, says MLB PDX and baseballs and it's just like a great fun background to take photos and selfies in front of so that was a big attraction as well oh yeah and, <laughs> and, and I'm sure Darwin Barney being being the local kid who made it big got to got to play in the show yes he's such that, a good sport about it oh yeah <laughs> yeah no talking with him for the last podcast was pretty fun it's funny. I I mentioned to him that we actually played ball against each other. No way. Yeah, we wow. did. Um, he was much better than I was. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, the fourteen-year-old Babe Ruth State Tournament, uh, which I guess, gosh, when I was fourteen, not too long ago. Um, but it's at Twalton Hills, uh -huh. and our the, the team I was on from Eastern Oregon were just like a bunch of little tiny towns that made up our our Tri County All Star team. We came down and played with the big city boys, and Darwin was, Murray of course, <laughs> Darwin was of course on the Beaverton team, yeah. uh, who ended up winning the tournament because they were really good. Yes, and they they're had powerhouse. A, yeah, <laughs> uh, we never played them because they were on the other side of the bracket. Oh, okay, and we lost our second game of the tournament to Salem, but ended up climbing all the way back to the losers bracket, only to lose to Salem in the uh, losers bracket final. So we oh, never played bummer. them, yeah. but we watched the Beaverton team play. And we I mean, we thought we were pretty good, but we had to pick our jaws up off the ground after we watched Darwin play. Um, he could do whatever he wanted to do. And all of a sudden, man, that guy, that guy is going to, he's going to get paid money to play baseball. And sure enough, got to play for Oregon State. And then he got to 
He got to make money playing ball. I, I told him about that, and he was like, gosh, you guys knew I was going to play pro ball you know, earlier than I did. <laughs> and I was like, you're just, you're just being modest, oh, man. Like, funny. you're just being modest. He's a great guy. We're so <clears throat> lucky to have him on the team. He's been awesome. So it's been really fun to work with him. Yeah, to have that kind of perspective, mm-hmm. um, not only you know being a pro ball player, and I know you have advisors that have been pro ball players, obviously Dale Murphy mm-hmm. uh, from Wilson High School. He's a local guy um, originally. But to have not not only the guy who's just fresh out of Major League Baseball kind of knows knows all of kind of the ins and outs of today's game, knows kind of all the trends and things like that. Totally. And not only just about the game, but, you know, Darwin gives us the player's perspective. He's played at every single major league ballpark. Mm. And so that's been fun to talk to him about what he would like to see at a ballpark and, you know, what the players like. And, you know, we talk about his favorite stadiums playing and his least favorite. And, um, you know, we want to create a great place to play for our home team and our visiting team. And so he's been really valuable that, that way. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see – you know, like ask him, like, like say, like for instance, the monster in Fenway or the <laughs> or the triangle there in center field, how it's all quirky out there, um, or I mean, rest in peace, the Marlins home run thing in center field. Thankfully, that's been the best decision Derek Jeter has made, uh, taking that out of center field, that monstrosity. But um, I mean, not only is he a professional ball player and knows all of that, he's also he's a hometown kid, and exactly. and having that kind of passion to put a pro ball club you know essentially in his backyard mm-hmm. um i mean that that's got to be pretty pretty cool from your guys's perspective to kind of see see kind of where where he can help kind of lead lead your guys's discussions and things like that exactly exactly that is pretty pretty rad all of it's just awesome like this <laughs> i can't get enough of it and i know i'm not alone um and i know obviously with anything like this there's you know some detractors or whatever but they just they just don't understand. No, right? <laughs> yeah, I, it's been really fun to hear everybody's baseball stories and you know people coming in with their grandchildren to sign this petition. You know, hoping that they will be able to take their kids and grandkids to a game one day. Um, it's such a great family sport and would be so great for this community in a numerous different ways. So it's it's been amazing to work on this project i feel really privileged so rob manfred if you're listening there's a giant (laughs) wall in portland with a bunch of names on it yes but not only (laughs) just in our store there's we also have a kiosk where you can um sign the petition on our website um with your name and email and if you can't make it to our store you can do that on our website on portlanddiamondproject.com it's the first thing that you see when you head to our website Uh, So if you want to support the movement, and we get a lot of questions about how people can do that, sign it, share it, put it on your Facebook, Twitter pages. Um, That's the most helpful thing to us right now. Cool. And speaking of websites and internet, things like that, uh, where can can everybody on social media slash the internet follow this this movement? Yes. Uh, So we're on Twitter. It's um, at... PD. I'm gonna have to look it up here because it's different from Instagram and Twitter. It's um, on Instagram. It's just at Portland Diamond Proj P R O J, and then Twitter is P D X Diamond P R O J. So, 
you type into Google or whatever search engine of your choice, Portland Diamond Project, it will come up that way too. So yeah, go to our website and sign the petition to support this movement. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Thank at least, you. At least I signed that yes, one. Yes, exactly. I'll that, get my I'll get my name on the I'll get my name on the wall here here eventually. How do you plan on delivering that to to Manfred? Just you know, we, like on a truck by helicopter. What are you gonna do? We have talked about. <laughs> Uh, taking our Sprinter van, the van, the Great oh, Bambino. I love the Great Bambino. And personally handing it off to uh, Commissioner Manfred in New York City. Maybe you do a cross-country trip in the Bambino. So that has been discussed. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, that would that would be really exciting. Oh gosh. <laughs> sounds sounds like a like a Little Miss Sunshine kind of I know. road trip. I've never <laughs> driven across the country. The furthest I've kind of gone is Portland at Southern California, but That's that's still a haul. <laughs> yeah, that, it is. That's still yeah. that's still a long way. Yeah. But that the our Van Bino is that's a lot of fun. We uh, brought that to a lot of Oregon and Oregon State uh, football games this fall and you know, just at, at different events that we've um, hosted or t- um, participated in. So that's been a really fun marketing tool for us. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. It's Sprinter van with MLB PDX just plastered all over it. Exactly. No, yeah. Nice. Barrett, Barrett loves it. He takes it very seriously. <laughs> I saw it parked outside his house when, really? I, when I went to go do the first podcast with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Parked right out there. I knew I was in the right spot. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jen. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me. I know it was on a little bit of short notice here, but the wife and I are taking off to Texas for vacation, and so I wanted to get something done before we took off. So thanks for for taking some time. Really appreciate it. Anything for you, Billy. Oh, gosh. Have a great Christmas. Oh, geez. Thank you. You too. You too. So that'll do it for this edition of Behind the Clubhouse Door. Thank you for listening. Again, my guest today was Jen Burley, the social media manager of the project. Please be sure to visit their website, portlanddiamondproject.com, and all of their social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook. Facebook, too. <laughs> Facebook's a big one. Got to hit up the FB. So just search for that. You'll find it. Um, and you can follow me as well, Gates on Sports. I won't have as much news as Jen or anybody else would, but, I mean, I can sprinkle in a joke or two, I guess. Uh, well, anyway, thank you for listening. This has been Behind the Clubhouse Door a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. You can find this on thatcast.com, iTunes, Spotify. So please like, rate, comment, do all of those fun internet things the kids are doing. And be sure to listen to us. Uh, this will be episode number four. So you can go back and listen to um, everything else that we've done. And we'll have another one uh, shortly after the first of the year. It's hard to hard to realize that it's almost the end of 2018 now. All right, so with that, uh, again, this has been the uh, Behind the Clubhouse Door with, with me, Billy Gates, and my guest, Jen Burley, and we thank you for listening, and we will catch you again in the new year. Thanks. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcasts and videocasts at thatcast.com.